next empty grand lecture hall off the main foyer. You know, the president's gonna have to hear about this, Zoe. The fight, your language back there, Agent Finley said. Not to mention Headmaster Skillings. No doubt, so just do your job, Zoe answered with a shrug and a frown. She put a hand on top of her brother's head. You okay, Eve? I'm fine, he said, pushing her off. Physically, anyway. In that case, let's keep this parade moving, Findlay told them. You guys have assembly in five. Got it, said Zoe with a dismissive wave. Like we were going to forget assembly, right? The morning's guest speaker was Isabel Morris, a senior fellow with the D.C. International Policy Institute, and also an alum of the Braniff School. Unlike most of the kids he knew, Ethan was actually looking forward to Ms. Morris's talk about her experiences in the Middle East. Someday he hoped to work at the U.N. himself. Why not? He had pretty good connections, right? Can you give us a teeny tiny second? Zoe asked. I want to talk to my brother, alone. I said I'm fine. It's cool, Ethan insisted, but his sister cut him off with a glare. He tells me things he won't say to you, Zoe went on, answering Findlay's skeptical look. And private conversations aren't exactly easy to come by around here, if you know what I mean. No offense, men. None taken, Findlay looked down at his watch. Okay, he said. Two minutes is all I can give you. Two minutes it is. We'll be right out, I promise, Zoe said, and closed the heavy wooden door behind him as he left. Without a word to Ethan, she cut between the rows of old desk seats and headed to the back of the room. She hopped up on the heating register under the windows. Then Zoe reached inside her blue and gray uniform jacket and took out a small black lacquered case. Ethan recognized it right away. His sister had bought it in Beijing this past summer on a trip to China with their parents. I'm all about a ciggy right now, Zoe whispered. Then she grinned wickedly. Come with? Ethan looked back at the door. I actually don't want to miss this assembly, he said. But Zoe just rolled her eyes. Oh, please, blah, 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 Middle East, blah, blah. You can watch it on CNN any hour of the week, she said. But how often do you get a chance to ditch Secret Service? Come on. You shouldn't smoke, he said lamely. Yeah, well, you shouldn't weenie out so much, Zoe answered. Then maybe assholes like Ryan Townsend wouldn't be all over you all the time. That's just because Dad's the president, Ethan said. That's all, right? No, it's because you're a geek, Zoe said. You don't see spunk punk messing with me, do you? She opened the window, effortlessly pulled herself through, and dropped to the ground outside. Zoe thought she was another Angelina Jolie. If you're not coming, at least give me a minute to get away, okay, Grandma? The next second, Zoe was gone. Ethan looked over his shoulder one more time. Then he did the only thing he could to maintain his last shreds of dignity. He followed his sister out the lecture hall window and into trouble he couldn't even begin to imagine. No one could. As soon as the door to the lecture hall slammed shut behind Agent Clay Findlay, he checked the knob, still unlocked. Then he checked the sweep hand on his stainless steel brightling. I'm giving them another 45 seconds, he said into the mic at his cuff. After that, we got T-Rex going to assembly and Twilight headed to the principal's office. Word from the president and first lady had been to allow Ethan and Zoe as normal a school experience as possible, including their own conflicts, within reason. That was easier said than done, of course. I'm probably going to get reamed for this, Findlay radioed quietly.
Tell you what, though, that Ryan Townsend kid's a little prick. Not that you heard it here. Like father, like son, Musgrove radioed back. Kid got what he was asking for and more. Zoe really clocked the little shithead. There was some low laughter on the line. Ryan Townsend's daddy was the house minority whip and a rabid opponent of virtually every move President Coyle ever made or even thought about. Sometimes the Braniff school could feel like little Washington, which it kind of was. Finley checked his watch again. Two minutes exactly. End of recess for the Coyle kids. Now back to work for everybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're on the move, he said into his mic. Then he knocked twice on the lecture hall door and pushed it open. Time's up, guys. You ready to... God damn it. The room was empty. No, 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 not this. God damn those kids. God damn Zoe. Finley's pulse spiked to a new high.